Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Oscar Bevis for IFL TV. Delighted to be joined by my man, yes, Dean. Man, Good to see you. I've been a while, my friend. How's things? I'm here, man, working, working in the shadows and just, you know, just trying to rebuild stuff, you know? So working in the shadows, coming to light this Saturday, your yeah, show, Maidstone. Um, is it Maidstone or Tolworth? Made Tolworth, sorry. Um, so show this Saturday. Got a lot of headache with that show, but yes, we're working. We've got the IBO Youth World title for Alfie Clegg on um, this Saturday, December the 2nd. And uh, yeah, we've been working diligently with that, but in this box, in the small hall stuff, we have a lot of stress and stuff that goes on behind the scenes, man. Um, we've got to give credit to any promoter that wants to get into this field, man. A lot of headache, but you got to love the game, man. You know what I mean? you got to love the game, man. It comes with its trials and tribulations, but, um, you know, we're pure boxing people, so what can we do? Yeah, I feel like every time we do an interview, you always mention the difficulties that go on in the background. I feel like people, or some people might think it's just put money forward, fighter A, fighter B, they get together. Visas, licenses, medicals. I wish it was, I wish it was that easy. And um, somewhat, will say it is that easy, but it's not always doable because, you know, either there's licensing issues with um, certain boxes, their licenses up to date. Then obviously the board got to check their licenses and sometimes there's dates on when they check them and there's a process. So sometimes they get pulled off for that. Um, sometimes guys get injured, they pull out of fights, then you've got to replace them. Um, there's so many factors. And, um, you know, I know every boxer does want to fight, but sometimes they don't really check their medical factors or their licenses short. Or, you know what I mean? But it's, it's a very expensive sport to be in now, man. All the fees have gone up. So it's, it's kind of difficult. It's just like when they pay for their license, it, it just goes by so quick. You know what I mean? And then they've got to be paying for it. And they go, bloody hell, that due again. You know what I mean? So... I mean, it's stressing. And then you've got to find opponents. I think yesterday we had three... I think this weekend we lost about three people. That's the, 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 the B-side fighters. have got knocked out over the last week, this weekend and last week. And it's insane. We've matched them from ages. Imagine they come to the last hurdle and get themselves smoked. So that's put us in a predicament. So, I mean, we're up against it. We're up against it. And we've been there before many times. And... Um, We've come out on top, you know, I think we've had to reschedule the other day, but hopefully we're not in that position again. But we've got, we've got, we've got a few hours left in the, in the, in the it's squeezy bump time, as Alex Ferguson used to say. So we've got to try and uh, continue to, you know, push the pen and see if we can get the, all the jobs, um, everything ticked off. But we've still got a few boxes left. Fingers crossed it ends with Alfie getting what he wants and winning on, uh, on, on Saturday night. Um, just talking about something that's literally broke, well, say broke not that long ago, Robert Smith went on Talk Sport to say that 
um, the British Boxing Board won't license or give way or grant Conor Ben and Chris Eubank Jr. to take place on February the 3rd, which is what we're hearing the date will be. Um, how do you kind of view that fight in general now? Because I know there's obviously going to be a little bit of tainted feeling around it, I guess. Um, I know obviously Conor, in quote, the bad guys kind of had to go for a bit of a time. I guess he wants to fight. For Chris, it seems really the only option in, in the UK. Um, how do you kind of feel about the fight in general? As a fan, it's a, it's, a, it's a good fight. You'd want to see. You know what I mean? There's a little bit of needle in there. Obviously, because of what's gone on around it, we understand it is a bit of a sore subject for some because obviously, you know, um, the situation with Connor. But he managed to fight the other day in America. So, you know, I'm not sure how this progresses. I don't know if he boxes on a different license or, or if they do it abroad or like, you, you know, we've, we've heard they come here and box on a whole different sanction body. I don't know. But I mean, as a fan... I'd want to see it, you know what I mean? I'd want to see it, man. I'd want to see if, if Conor Ben can go up and really do what he says, you know what I mean? He's been, he's, he's been looking electrifying, knocking seven bells out of people. I'd like to see how he does against him. But in his last fight against that guy in America, that guy was tough as fucking shit. He was punching seven bells out of that kid and he didn't manage to stop him, but I don't know. I think it's an interesting fight. I'd like to see it as a fan. Um, I, when it comes down to the board and other stuff, I guess they've got a... A, a, a duty of care, um, and and you got you got you got across you, you know the dots, man. You got to get everything done with them because they would not be putting none of this. They're not playing no games on guys. So I, yeah, I'm not sure how it all turns out, but if it gets done, I, I probably would watch it. Not that there's kind of no other avenue for either guy, but do you feel like with everything that's gone on, even the sore stuff around it, like we mentioned, and obviously the Ben Eubank issue, do you feel like it kind of has to happen now? Whatever happens, whether it's here, abroad, on whatever license, these two have to just get in the ring and just do it now. I think, you know, UK fans, as much as, you know, there's all this negativity around it, they'll still tune in and buy and go on to see it. Because, um, you know, they're big household names and everyone loves a grudge match, isn't it? So I think they've still, still got legs on that. And um, doing it abroad, I don't think it's going to have the same appeal. I don't know how they make the money because obviously Americans, I don't think they're too... You know, hardcore fans might know who they are, but I don't know if they're going to tune in and come out. Unless you put on a, a big American star uh, and then surround it via that and then get a big show in America somewhere. But I mean, um, for both boys, I think there's other fights. I, 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 obviously, in terms of... I've seen them talking about Jerron Ennis. I'm not too sure. I think Boots is a special, special talent. I'd personally not put Conor Ben with him. Um, but... You know, obviously he's got to believe in himself and believe he can win that fight. But I think he's that that uh, Gerard and uh, his boots is something special. I think you know Conor Ben's a good talent, but I think that guy's just something else. You know what I mean? Um, I think there's other fights. Is it Virgil Ortiz is there? I think that's a good fight for Conor. There's a few guys across the pond, and he's in that position now where he's just surpassed all this British level stuff anyway. And with what's going on, considering he can step onto the world stage and start looking at taking away some of those guys that's in and around there. I, I've noticed Lamont Peterson was still knocking. He was a dangerous guy, actually, back in the day. I think, obviously, beat Amir Khan. He was pretty good. But I think he was fighting recently. I was surprised to see that he fought the other day. He could be. He could go and make himself a name and go and fight someone like him, knock him out. Obviously, they might say he's a bit old, but it's still a good name to break into the American market and slowly build your career, becoming a household name in America. You've got to find someone to take off the board and start to move 
the table so the people understand and uh, your name be announced. It might not be earth shattering saying, oh, fighting him, but it's just a name. Um, there's another guy who fought the other day. Right now, he's Limpit. Is it Limpit? The oh, one that... Limpinets. Yes. Yeah. I think that's another good guy. He's dangerous. He comes forward non-stop. Um, I think he could probably come up in a little bit of weight and maybe fight him out well away. He fought Bud Crawford. Um, I'm sure. So I think um, that's another good. You've got to fight certain guys to get into that American market to become a household name. I don't, you know, he's with the zone and matchroom. And, 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 and to be honest, those guys support and put a lot of effort in the guys they believe in and want to back. Do you know what I mean? So I think they'll put everything in that, that brand, that Conor Ben name and so on. So I think there's ways for him to do it. I don't think he's just only got that Eubank fight. It is a good fight, but I don't think it's the be all and end all. And I think Eubank is the same. There's fights he can go and do. And they can go and make maybe Sky, but I don't think they, they don't really do a lot of stuff in America like that. Maybe they work with Top Rank and do it, but I mean, if you're looking for money, those those guys, to be honest, are looking for big money. So if you're looking for big money, that's a fight that's made. You know, they can make their big money with. Because to be honest, if they go America and fight different guys, the guys we've mentioned, they don't kind of make those kind of figures. So you know, it's business. So it's got to make sense. Got to make money. Got to make sense to those guys. Yeah, well, I suppose we'll see where it goes from yeah. from here. Um, in terms of what we've seen recently with the Saudi show on December 23rd and then finally the signing of Fury Music, um, yeah, I want to know where Dillian fits in all this. When was the last time you spoke to him? Because um, I feel like there's a place for Dillian White in all of this. Dillian's okay, man. He's, you know, he's over there ticking away. I don't really, you know, you know, we can't go too much of his business, but he's, he's okay. He's ticking away. He's doing what he needs to do. And um, I'm sure when the time comes... I'm sure he'll, you guys will hear some stuff from him, but he's okay. Yeah, you know, he's just doing him in it at the minute. And, um, um, you know, hopefully, you know, when the time's right, I'm sure you guys will hear from him. But yeah, he's okay, man. But it, it, it's true. I see all that Saudi stuff. It's, it's, you know, I'm sure we'll hopefully uh, get into the party at some stage, you know. Because <laughs> I can imagine it must have been quite a difficult period for him, everything after what happened in what was meant to be the Joshua fight in the summer. Um, and now having seen all the other heavyweights, guys he's fought before, rivals, etc., on the big stage all together, I can imagine he's kind of sitting there, one with itchy knuckles and two thinking, oh, fuck, this is, this is where I should be. I'm, I'm, I'm sure as a fighter you'd get itchy knuckles and you'd want to, you know, I'm just speaking as third person and just you're speaking in my perspective. But, you know, um, like I said, there's not too much I can touch on, but I'm sure he'll be back soon and he's probably... You know, as a fighting man, he's probably rearing and wanting to get into that kind of part of the action. Um, Joshua Wallin and Wilder Parker, talk to you about them two fights. Dangerous fight. That Wallin fight is not an easy fight. You know, Wallin is awkward, southpaw, can box, can move, dirty, rough. It's, it's, it's just, it's not a good fight, man. Is it a mistake, do you think? I think it's a hard fight for Joshua. I mean, now he's gone to Ben Davidson. I don't know what that is. Is that just while he's here or is that a permanent move I don't I don't I don't actually understand the move personally but I mean look it, it, you know it's down to him and his team on what they kind of I do like Joshua you know I wish him all the best and I hope he can perform and deliver but one thing we know if he hits the target there is a little bit of danger but Otto Wallen is old school he's been around the block and I mean he's had some hard fights I don't even think he's lost a few but he hasn't been stopped or anything like that you know what I mean so I think um that's a really, really southpaw. We saw like he struggled against Usyk, but to be honest, in the second fight he done really good. So, it's, I don't know. Stars make fights, you know. Um, I say that, but then he could go out there and fucking catch him and blow him out. 
Um, but like I said, Fury didn't blow him out. He had all sorts of nightmares in there. So I, I, I expect a tough, tough fight. But if I had to put my house on it, I wouldn't put my fucking house on it. <laughs> but, I mean, I'd, 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 I'd go with my man Joshua, man. But I, I think it's going to be a rough, rugged fight. And if he ain't ready for a rough, rugged fight, boy, I don't know what he's in. Because that guy, Wallen, uses bare, dirty tricks. You never see him. He was poking Fury in the cut eye. He's a dirty bit of work. <laughs> Well, I know they're kind of leading towards the potential of Anthony fighting uh, Deontay Wilder. I don't know if that fight, it would be such a boxing gods working in their way for Joshua to end up not coming through Wallin and us, us not getting that fight. Um, do, do you think Wilder knocks out Joseph Parker? When he catches him, he's going to sleep. But then you've got to understand that if he catches him, but he's, I think obviously he's, listen, if, if you're boxing, you, you know, they're going to know that they're going to have to try and negate that right hand and they're going to have to try and box moving and circling away from that. But how do you, can you do that for the whole 12 round fight? It's nearly impossible to do that, as everyone knows. You've got to get it right for that whole 36 minutes. Wilder only has to get it right once. So all he's going to be doing, is going to be terminate a man on a mission, and he's going to know that Parker's not going to sit there and have a shootout with him. He's going to be circling away from the right hand, and that's what they've got to do. He's got to faint that way and then circle back and then try and... Um, either close the gap, hold tight, spin him, whatever, lean on him, let the ref break it and make it kind of horrible. He does not want to sit at that mid-range or at the end of that 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 that, that detonator, bomb squad, right hand, man. <laughs> In terms like of... Joseph Parker, big him up as well. He is a top man, Joseph. Um, what was your thoughts on kind of... I say the return, I know he's fought Lucas Brown, etc. But seeing Jarrell back at the top table, um, mouthing off. Shit, the pharmacist. He was always going to do that, wouldn't he? He was never going to go quietly. Mad, that guy. Now, to be honest, big him up, actually, as well. I shouldn't even cuss him. He's actually cool, actually. I spoke to him a few times. I spoke to him when I was in Miami. I was on the phone. He was actually in uh, Russia. Uh, I met one of his mates in um, one of those gyms in Miami. And then I spoke to him again on the phone somewhere else. So, do you know what? Look, boxing is a hard sport, man. Look, the guy's, you know, he's human. He's made mistakes. He's come back. And uh, now he's on the big table ready to fight and do some stuff and prove some people wrong. Who's he fighting? Daniel Dubois. God damn. Shit. Him on the gear, man. I would have said he would have smoked Dubois. <laughs> but I don't know. Sorry. I shouldn't even be like, apologies. But I mean, um, that's, it's an interesting fight. Daniel Dubois boxed pretty good against Usyk, I feel, until he got himself smoked. Um, but um, I remember Jarrell Miller used to, be, he used to be, he used to do them rounds with ease and his output selection was very, very good. Um, he's a big old unit, and um, it's an interesting fight, you know. I think there's actually some really good, good fights that could go either way, to be honest. I don't see Daniel Dubois stopping him, but I do see it being a 50-50 fight and a, a tricky one. I feel that um, Jerome Miller's got a little bit more experience in certain aspects. But they're saying that Dubois had Usyk, he's fought Joe Joyce, and he's fought a couple half-decent kids lately. He went to America and stole the belt off that Brian... McKnight or whatever, my brother McKnight's a singer, but hey, that guy might as well have been a fucking singer or a dancer or whatever he was anyway. <laughs> what is he, Brian something? Got him. Brian yeah, no, no, not Brian Jennings. Um, when it, Brian, Sun who, who's the guy? Not Brian Jennings. Who's the American? Trevor Brian. That's it. We're all fucking fanning around thinking what the name is, but um, yeah, yeah, it's a nightmare. But look, credit to him as well. I think that's a good fight as well. I think there's a few good fights. All the heavyweight fights on there are pretty pretty good and I can't believe where the hell did they get Demore from 
They dragged him up from the dead. I thought he was dead, that guy. How the fuck? Well, I hadn't seen him since David Hay. And when was that? 2017, maybe? How the fuck? Where did they get that guy from? Demore. Remember David Hay? He found him. He was at 36 and 0. I'm not, or 29 and 0, whatever the fuck. I was thinking, shit. They, they, how did they even license him to get another fight, to get a payday? That is insane. I bet he went back to Sheffield after he lost to David Hay. You know, he's got a big payday in Saudi. There's no way that guy's been fighting. I've not heard of him since that. That is insane. Credit to boxing, man. You lot can definitely bring up the dead, boy. I'll tell you something. Fuck me. I don't know how they've done that. I swear. Just that is. Salute them man there, though. That Russian kid, he should be fighting someone better than that, though. Because he's, he's, he's a little knockout kid, isn't he? Well, it is a good card on um, no, December 23rd. And good array heavyweights, like you said. And I guess they're all eventually going to have their eyes on the belts, which is between Usyk and Fury, which we finally got signed, and we're going to see next year in February. Yeah, it's like a little bit of a tournament. The Saudis, man, they got the money, man. They got the money to make all the bullshit go away, all the, you know, the politics of sports. How much you want, motherfucker? You understand? How you, know, much? you know there's a lot of money involved when there's 12 promoters involved in yeah, one yeah, car. That's what I'm saying. Say, how much bloody want, fucker? <laughs> you get me? Let's get to business. All this bullshit. I'm not interested. Tell me number. And that's it. To, to get to that, all them guys to fight on that car, that's super bread. And they've cut... Look, there's many promoters who've been trying to do this for years and ain't managed to do it. Till the big butter comes, these men, people are signing. They might have been waiting for this golden handshake. But that fight with Joshua and Wilder, four, that is a dream fight and that's a dangerous fight again for Joshua. I think, yeah, again, I'll definitely be rooting for him. He's, you know, one of our own boys here. Um... But you just don't want to be on the end of that right hand, man. That detonator, what that guy's landing. Um, I watched him and Malik Scott a couple of times doing their thing. And um, yeah, man, that right hand, man, is bad, bad for business if it hits you on the mush. 100%. Um, just one final thing. In, in the wake of, obviously, what we saw with Fury and Garnu, how do you view the fight, the Fury and Usyk fight now going into it after what we saw last month? Great fight. Does it change anything for you, great, the Ngannou fight? Great fight with um, them two boys. Not really. I think I'm just trying to go back in my mind's vision and try and visualise that fight. It was a little while ago. For me, I think Fury may not have taken him serious. Um, it's obviously knocked a bit of shine off our boxing and MMA. Everyone in MMA obviously now thinks all the boxers are... Our, our, our argument's gone down. Yeah, gone, yeah. It's gone down a little bit. But what I would say is there's a few factors I'd, what I'd point out. I think the, the factor is Ngano is a beast of a man, for one. Yeah? Um, when I mean a beast, he's very strong, he's very athletic, he's very fit as well. Because he was fighting that whole, the whole fight, the whole 12, 10 rounds, whatever it was, I can't remember. But the usual things that Fury can do, like when he leans on people, uses his weight and pushes them down, that never worked with Ngannou. That guy was all lifting him up and doing squats and all that with him. You know what I mean? All that, you know, we're tying up. Because he comes from MMA, Fury couldn't tie up. He did, well, none of that stuff was working. That stuff, what he usually does as the bigger man, did not work for Ngannou because Ngannou was equally as big and even more stronger than him. Um, I think Ngannou's IQ as boxing was pretty good and what I would say is he's got a huge neck and got a, he's got a very good chin because a lot of the punishment to be honest he ate some fucking beauty some peaches in there some guys couldn't stand up to that barrage of punches so I think you know I think it was when when Fury realised he weren't making any chinks in him and he was coming forward 
he just thought, oh, fuck this. Let me try and box on the back foot and keep it stepping because this guy's a fucking monster. <laughs> He's not going to knock him out. And he got knocked down already because he, he could see the power, what this guy had. And he was just, you know, fit to do the round. So, I mean, it was very, very close. I'm not going to lie. At the end, I did want Ngannou to win. Um, I did think it was close um, in the ending. Um, and it was one of them. I think it'd be interesting to see that fight again later down the line if Fury can get his mind right and box again and just try to see where they are. Did that fight take the shine off the Usyk fight though, do you think? I understand why a lot of people might think that because they're probably thinking, fuck, you know, all this time we thought he was the special one and look, some kid who's never had a fight's coming in and punched seven bells out of him. How does this, really, how does this guy represent us? And it obviously gives a lot of these MMA guys a brain to say, well, we can come in here and bash people up also. Um, so it's kind of, but MMA guys on a rule of thumb are very, very fit and very strong and durable normally. So, you know, when they do come against boxers, they're a lot more explosive. They got a little bit more, you know what I mean? Because they're doing them five round fights, especially the elite, elite boys. Um, but look, I think it's a good fight. It's a different fight. You got your fight in a southpaw, he's a lot smaller. He's not going to be as strong, I don't think, as Fury. Or we'd like to hope anyway. You know what I mean? But I think, I think Fury, Fury does okay in that fight. I think he'll be the bigger, the stronger man. All that movement's going to give him a bit of thing. He'll probably just use his flick jab and just needs to keep his eye on the prize, man. Uh, all the mind games, what he usually gets up to, didn't work with Ngannou as well. Um, I don't know, he's, he's getting in, I don't know if he's getting into Usyk's mind or not, but Usyk seems to be taking everything calm and in his stride. But he's seen it before, the guy's had over 300 fights, so I don't think he's not seen anything, but I don't, f I think come next year, it's going to be interesting. I'll definitely be rooting for Tyson Fury. Sports Social Podcast Network.